you know, Atlantis is that fictional city. Yeah. If you had a newspaper about the people who were doing all the cool things in the world, that's kind of the long-term goal behind, uh, behind the page. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Are you ready to build your small scale life? Welcome back to a new episode of the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom, and I'm really excited to be back with you today. In this 175th episode of the Small Scale Life Podcast, we're going to be doing some new things today. I'm going to be talking about escape velocity. Blogging is an art with Atlantis Gazette. Now, you might be wondering, what the heck is Atlantis Gazette? And you also might be wondering, What is escape velocity? What are you talking about today? Well, those are really good questions. They really are. Let's take a second to give you a preview of what is coming in this episode and in future episodes of Small Scale Life. So let's take the first question first. What is Atlantis Gazette? The Atlantis Gazette is an art, business, and lifestyle blogging and podcast project started by my friend Cal Massey from California. As he describes in this episode, Atlantis is a mythical and fictional city that disappeared under the ocean. The Atlantis Gazette, however, is a newspaper dedicated to people doing cool things in the world. And newspaper is 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 pretty general. It is an Instagram account and starting to develop into other things. Cal has big plans for the Atlantis Gazette. And he's interviewing people such as artist Sasha Sasanova and me on his Instagram channel. Yes, me. I got interviewed on his Instagram channel a couple weeks ago. Cal will eventually rebuild his blog site and he's developing a YouTube channel to go along with his Instagram account. After my interview with Cal on his Atlantis Gazette Instagram channel, I wanted to talk to Cal and learn more about him and this project. In this episode, we're going to dig into his journey and his plans for his podcast, blog, art, book, and some game projects. Now, why are we doing this? This doesn't really fit with gardening or kind of folk. Yeah, it does go with folk, but... It also does go with financial freedom, too. So let's talk about escape philosophy. Let's talk about where we're going with this. This is part of a new project here on Small Scale Life called Escape Velocity. Many people, a lot of people, have ideas, dreams, or even goals for starting a side hustle, you know, that extra little job on the side, or a full-scale small business. However, they never act and they never start. Some launch and fail. Others launch and get enough momentum to escape the gravitational pull of an ordinary life, job, or career, or all three at the same time, and start a new side hustle and business that opens up new worlds. So as part of our financial freedom and building community, the the two of the three Fs here at Small Scale Life, I'm interviewing people who are on a path to creating a new side hustle or new small business. Since I've started and failed a few times at being a Amazon affiliate, yeah, I'm haven't done too well with that. I've felt I've got a few things to learn. So let's talk to people who are doing it, right? So I want to ask these motivated people the following questions. What was their tipping point? What inspired them to change? How did they start? What challenges did they face? What lessons did they learn along the way? And what is holding them back or pushing them forward now? By listening to these interviews and stories, maybe you'll be inspired to launch out on your own. Maybe you'll achieve escape velocity and move forward to explore new worlds and boldly go where no person has gone before. All right, that sounds pretty cool, right? So we're going to get into it in a couple seconds. But first, we got to start with our gratitude, right? Our Hall of Heroes. It's hard to have a bad day when you start your day with gratitude. We believe that here at Small Scale Life. 
So again, as part of our intentionally practicing gratitude, and there is a podcast all about that, I'm starting this podcast episode by recognizing some folks who have been active on Small Scale Life or have helped us out. Adam from A Modern Frontier, thank you so much for spending the time with me to have some food and some drinks and and talking with me about some ideas and some history and some, some shared background. It's pretty amazing how small the world really is. And he's got some ideas that are really going to be fun, and I hope to have him on the show in the, in the near future. Of course, we have Dan, Sue, and of Jules for all their work removing Buckthorn off of Eagles Ridge. We're going to talk about Eagles Ridge in the near future here. And Danny and Ryan... For for their help with moving a 200-pound clawfoot tub. Of course, Jules was a part of that, too. This is her tub, and man, it is really cool. So we're going to talk about restoring a clawfoot bathtub in the future, too, so be be aware of that. It's a pretty cool piece, and uh, we've got big plans for that as well. We've added a couple new members to the Small Scale Life Facebook group. So welcome to the group, Julie and Joanna. And then we've got Small Scale Life Facebook members, John, Catherine, Judy, and Joshua. Thank you all for being active and commenting. I really appreciate that. It was a good post and uh, got lots of activity on it. And then, of course, Cal Massey for the interview on Atlantis Gazette and being on the Small Scale Life podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, it's always great to talk to friends and people who have been following us for a while. So <laughs> you'll hear in this podcast... Uh, how he turns it from me interviewing him to him interviewing me again. So it was really cool. So thank you all for listening to this podcast episode. I really do appreciate it. If you want a shout out in our next Hall of Heroes, get active. Get active, right? Participate on Small Scale Life. Share, like, talk to us, send us comments, send us emails, do what you need to do. But we will do a shout out if you get active. So do that and uh, we'll recognize you here. And of course, ask yourself, what are you grateful for? Maybe you should tell that person or that organization that you are grateful for whatever they're doing for you. You can tell me, too. I'm always up for it. So give it a try. You'll brighten your day, make you feel good, and, um, and it'll help someone else feel good, too. So give it a try. All right. So before we start, I have one more question for you. Do you have a side hustle or a business? Some of you have great projects, side hustles, or businesses out there. You're doing it already. Well, I would like to share your story with our audience. We could learn from you. I could learn from you. And it would be free advertising for your project, side hustle, or idea. So share your story by being on the Small Scale Life Podcast. I am looking for you. So send me a message using the contact us page on smallscalelife.com or reach me in a DM. And this could be your chance to teach us. To be the teacher, teach us as we continue to learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day. Everybody's got a story to tell. Why not tell it here? All right, everybody. So with that all done, it's Halloween weekend, too, so it's really exciting stuff. Full moon, Halloween, what could be better, right? So with all that done, it's time to trick-or-treat, and let's talk about Escape Velocity, blogging his art with Atlantis Gazette. Here we go. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. We're dealing with bugs today. So yes, we're excited to have a new face, a new person to our Small Scale Life Podcast. And that is Cal Massey from Atlantis Gazette. And we are so excited that he's here. I would love for you, Cal, to introduce yourself. And who are you? And tell us about yourself. My name is Cal Massey. I have a I have a law degree. I'm awaiting a uh, first ever online bar examination. Wow. We'll see how that uh, goes across the nation next week. Typically, bars are in July. 
And I've been studying since June because it keeps getting delayed and kicked out uh, because of bugs and technology. And uh, I have no control over any of that. I have opinions on it, but uh, I have no control on it. So uh, that's that. Uh, I'm a, I have a distinguished uh, graduate of McGeorge School of Law, Christian uh, of Law there, as long as well as the Juris Doctorate degree. Um, but I've always had an interest in blogging. And so several years ago, I had a little faint attempt at blogging, but I never put a lot into it. And now at the beginning of this year, I started Alanis Gazette. And it really was two things. Uh, first, it was kind of to experiment, uh, test out what things I do get traction or not, and just to have some fun and play around. And then the other thing about it was um, I've always wanted to blog uh, in various ways. Um, and I had tried again, and uh, I think three or four years ago, I had tried a little faint attempt at blogging. And a decade ago, I had tried uh, a podcast. I think I made one episode with a friend. I don't remember. It was it was about 10 years ago, so technology was very wow. new. We borrowed a friend of a friend's like blog talk radio. And uh, we used my brother's office. I had to send my friend to another room so I couldn't see him because it was making a screeching sound the entire time. And so that was sort of uh, my... Uh, Decade ago, faint attempt at wow. uh, blogging, but uh, traction toward it. And I don't plan to stop uh, this time. And I've gained a lot more traction. And in some ways, I think the uh, perhaps the decade of wanting to do it and the faint attempts in the past um, were probably a good thing because I think you need a certain amount of life experience and salt to uh, go forth and be able to uh, actually blog very well. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. And and the other thing is you've been kind of setting up trial balloons, if you will. I mean, you've been trying to figure out what your audience likes and kind of build a little bit of an audience. And I remember back in the day, you were taking a lot of black and white photos and you, you uh, were kind of building this black and white photo thing. And all of a sudden sketches showed up and I was like, wow, these are kind of cool. What is, what is he doing here? So um, yeah, what was that progression there? Why, why suddenly did you go to sketches? Well, I always like photography, uh, but a lot of people do photography now, especially if the iPhone and I have a real camera, but mm -hmm. I still use my iPhone for photography. And um, I had always wanted to draw and um, I was never very good at drawing. And so I started playing with uh, cartoons. I thought I could combine drawing with writing, which is something I have training in and law degree and also a bachelor's before you know, you get trained to write. So I thought mm -hmm. cartoons and then from cartoons, I said, eh, these are okay, but uh, why don't I try something else? And I'd always wanted to draw. So I, for at least about a year and a half now, I've been making concerted effort at learning to draw, especially people. And so I've made a lot of progress on that. I've also always been around art. Um, when I first started in college, I went to a junior college and I was a teacher's assistant for a sculpture class. Oh, wow. And I took a number of art classes and art history. I think I took architecture history once uh, through school, even though I never majored in any of that. So mm -hmm. I've always had a lot of uh, like art adjacent experience. And so I just kept, uh, kept focusing on it and I enjoy it. I plan to keep producing different art and experimenting. Um, I'm not sure if uh, art itself is going to be, you know, the thing that I'm known for, but um I do plan to, especially my own podcasting, talk to artists and uh, other things. And I think it helps to be a kind of a learning person. Mm -hmm. you know, I want to do this. It's kind of my hobby. Here's my hobby. And sometimes I make good art, sometimes not. And it, it exposes new audiences and a way to interact with people. 
And so it's just uh, the goal is for it to become a component, maybe not the main thing, but a component. And that's kind of how the sketches came about. And sure. then I started drawing people from a, there's a website with free, free um, donation driven. So I was using that. And then I just said, well, why don't I just draw people on Instagram? And I started drawing people who followed me or mm-hmm. I, I like the page and it's uh, built a lot of uh, friendships and it's a great way of interacting with people and getting shared on their uh, page. Oh, definitely. And, and um, it's, it's pretty cool because one day I log on to Instagram and there's a picture of Julie and me that you drew and uh, it was like, wow, Jules, check this out. And she's like, well, who's this guy? And I was like, well, this is this guy out in California. He draws, you know, snails and cactus and, and here's us. And at least we're clothed. Right. So <laughs> we weren't new. And I'm like, they're very thankful of that, but it was really cool because it was personal. It's, it really builds a bridge and art does that, you know, it, it speaks in so many different ways. And, um, it really meant a lot to me and I shared it on my page and everything. And, um, hopefully I'm still, uh, yeah, I have, there I it have is. The drawing. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, and then I also have here, so what people don't see is there's, there's always outtakes. Oh so yeah. This is one that didn't go well so well. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. And, and let me talk. to make a takedown video for, as I grow my YouTube of sketchbook tours, cause they never show all the uh, mistakes, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, you know, we all start somewhere. I mean, even at the beginning of this one, my microphone did a something weird and and you always have a little outtake. So it's always part of the fun, but you know, it, it starting a blog and a podcast can be so intimidating, but it is really a great medium like we're doing tonight. I mean, we've never talked until tonight and we did that Instagram live, which was never cool. I've never done that before. Um, but it is a great way to communicate and connect and, and writing, I think, um, really gets your ideas on the page. It, it takes your art to another level as well. And, and your sketches is just another level. I mean, you, it's a really, uh, it takes time, right? And, and, and that's the thing, um, as you start out with interviewing and, and even writing and everything, it just, it takes time and you'll find your voice. And that's what we call it in the, call it in the business as you find your voice and, and what really strikes a nerve with people and what they really like. Um, have you found that your characters like the snail or your cactus, are they like, do people really respond to that? Or is it more the sketches like what you were, what you did for us or some of the golfers that you've done or, or the nudes or what, you know, what's really, what really got people excited? I think, Different people like different things. Um, I think the sketches have gotten the most traction. Um, so they've definitely gotten the most traction. Uh, I've made a little bit of a separate page for the cat. It's frequently getting a comment. And um, mainly the main idea behind the cactus is he's uh, angry. Yeah. <laughs> the, the sort of the, the idea behind the cactus. He's right. angry. He says Sorry. angry things. Yeah. And uh, so he has his own page. It's a little cactus do better on a garden, family-friendly page. So they have their own page, but they'll still make it over to the main page, Atlantis Gazette. Um, so that really the sketches are what have been driving a lot of stuff lately. But I'm always surprised. Like sometimes I put up some scribbles of like just like a list of ideas for a board game and it got just as many likes as a, a sketch. Hmm, so that's interesting. It's, it's always interesting. And then yeah. things I thought that would go really well, I was trying to make hidden object uh, photos and I was making uh, crosswords and I was putting sure. all this work into it and they were doing okay, but they were doing no better than anything else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it's always, uh, I don't know, it's very interesting. 
to learn what people, what gets you traction and what doesn't. And, uh, I was n- never really a fan of being um, of labels. So whether yeah. you're an artist or a writer, um, mm-hmm. I like to take what I can create and make and move it toward where the market is. Mm-hmm. So I like interacting with people, I like making people happy. And so whatever skills I have that can merge with people is where I like to go. And I think you can see that through the page kind of has its steady evolution. Yeah. Have like any of the bigger content creators, like the golfers or any of those folks, have they responded or, or given you any thoughts or said, Oh, wow, that's awesome. Or responded in any way. Uh, sometimes they do. And um, sometimes I've gotten likes from accounts that have like a million follows. Wow. Um, sometimes there's not as much response. And I've been mainly trying to draw people who are, under under 5,000 followers, people mm-hmm. who are also trying to grow and who are doing uh, unique things. And so it's kind of been focused that way, but every, that's always cool. Yeah. And uh, as a podcaster, um, just with Small Scale Life, I've focused on people who are growing as well that don't have a million followers, that don't have, they're, they're not Joe Rogan. They're not uh, even, you know, some of these other bigger YouTubers or podcasters or urban farmers, they're smaller, they're smaller creators, you know, or people that are just starting out because I want to give those people a voice. And frankly, I don't think some of those bigger folks are going to give me the time today. I mean, it's like, who the heck are you? Right. So it's, it, I, I agree with you that that's a way to connect with people is people who are trying to grow and re- realize the value in that. And they're just like, Oh, this is just another one of those yahoos are trying to get on my, to step on my uh, groove and, and get on my, get on my train and or get on my wagon and, and ride the rocket ship. You know what I mean? So that's what yeah. I've done too. And it's interesting stories. You know, the, the people have interesting stories. Well, and part of my goal is to build a, a like a quality following. So I'm a little less concerned with numbers. If I can aim at having a quality following, Absolutely. It gives you more, it kind of changes the game a little. And I think going for a quality following, you know, I'd rather fewer people who actually like my stuff than a lot of people who, you know, they might see my stuff, but are they ever going to support or interact with the blog? And the interacting with people is what I enjoy about the blogging. Absolutely. And, and, you know, there's there's a lot of schools of thought out there about building this massive audience and this massive group of people that are always following you. But you really need um, there's this thousand true fans uh, philosophy out there that these are the people that are just waiting for you there. And it maybe isn't even a thousand, but it's the people that are really waiting for your next sketch to come out, that your next podcast to come out, your next piece of your next article to come out. And they're just waiting for it. And they're out there. You know, there's going to be people that are. Uh, you'll find them that that are following you and will will be there and they'll buy the t-shirt they'll buy the mug they'll buy the mixtape that is remastered from the last time you know the, the, those kind of people they are out there and they're going to really like your stuff so absolutely that's the kind of people that I'm looking for too to be honest with you right you, you got to go for the people who are going to like your stuff um, i mean before law school i worked in sales and mm. you know if they start asking you questions and the same with job interviews have been to the second, they start asking you questions or trying to make you prove yourself. I mean, it's over. So, you know, people like you or not hiring a lot of people. I've hired a lot of people and I always did like to ask a few couple questions to make them at ease. So that, <laughs> you know, not all the questions are, are going to be a, a non-sale, but I, I hear you. Some people, uh, some people, when they start answering, answer, uh, asking the questions, it's an instant no, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay. So let's talk about where you're going to, so you're building a following. You're going to be producing more art and a podcast and everything. What, uh, are you going to turn it into a business or are you just going to be building it for yourself? What's your thoughts? Long term, I'm going to turn it in t- toward a business. Okay. Uh, both a business and for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, so long term goal, uh, and the long term goal, I think of all my uh, blogging and, and faint attempts in the past and this real attempt now has always been to have sort of a podcast focusing on uh, like business and lifestyle, but not yeah. so much of the long form interviews. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of that, uh, but more uh, topical. Um, yeah kind of a little more almost radio style, Yeah, you know, where I'll have you on, we're talking about the style and, you know, 10, 20 minute segments on lots of different things. Um, and I have pretty broad interest in range of topics, which sure. I know a lot of people would say to narrow it down, but again, I'm trying to build a, you know, quality following. And I think part of the way of doing that is by having something that is unique and able to cover a big range of interests. And so that's part of the goal. And it's really always been part of the goal, which is to build it up as well as whether it's with art or future writing uh, to be able to create something in the future that would be sellable and to an, to an audience. Right. And I think that uh, you'll see in the analytics over time that um, you'll find where the hot spots are, so to speak. And it's been my experience as well. I mean, there are certain topics that I know are going to do well. Uh, certain guests are going to do well. Um, and then some are just kind of like, well, I kind of want to talk about this and then they fall flat. Like I've got a couple of posts and podcasts that went like we have 4,000 downloads and then I've got other ones that have three. And it's like, I worked really hard on the ones with three and I thought those would do better, but they don't. <laughs> and it's part of the process, right? Like, like you with the, uh, um, with the crossword puzzles, it's like I expected this to do well because people like to do this kind of thing and it just doesn't, happen so it is yeah, a trial and error experience i really thought the crossword puzzles were going to go because yeah. it combined my writing skills and mm-hmm. my like seven years of higher education right and they're drawing they're unique and then like i have i bought my mother for christmas books of miniature crossword puzzles sure. and fill in the word things based on this theme or that so i thought for sure there's got to be a big crossword audience but there is it's just it's not necessarily, I think, on Instagram. And right. There were a lot of work. They were taking, uh, yeah. They were taking like over an hour to make, and then if you mess up, you start over. Oh yeah. You had to count out the, each letter and the squares, and then if you make it too easy, it's easily solved. If you make it too hard, people were like, "Well, this is too hard. You're supposed to give hints." And yeah. So it, totally. it's just really, it's a truly buggy product. So I'd leave that to newspapers. Now, given your law experience, do you see your podcast or your blog or, or what you're doing tied to that at all? Or, I mean, could you do, could you see yourself doing a business law type podcast or blog? I mean, there might be people out there that need assistance from an uh, attorney that says, yeah, I need help doing this. Can you help me? Boom. And then you're like, I these are lessons learned and here's the pitfalls and don't do that. <laughs> Well, uh, lessons learned or don't go to law school. <laughs> other than that, I do plan to incorporate law topics sure. uh, in into it. Um, I did take a course on art law, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't really plan to podcast much on that because it turns out it's basically just contracts again. Oh. So it, you know, it's not necessarily even to lawyers. It's not exactly exciting. 
Well, I got to um, tell yeah, I got to just breaking in on contracts for a minute. I got to tell you that with all my four years of engineering and 20 some years in the business, the one thing they ever really walked us through and you're just kind of thrown into it as a project manager and then a vice president or whatever is contracts. And you're just suddenly signing away your life, particularly when you work with the railroad, you're indemnifying them for everything. Even things that are outside your control, you're indemnifying them for everything. And, uh, and you've never thought about these things before. And suddenly you're walking into a wasteland, uh, a potential minefield, right? So uh, I think a lot of us are, have a product and, or a service or an idea and we want to bring it to life as a business we start wandering into a minefield and then, uh Oh, we got a legal problem, but that's just me on a soapbox. So. Yeah. Uh, in general, I'm going to try to avoid uh, being like an law advice podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of, is, you can actually get sued for doing that. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I don't want to do that. And I'm still waiting for, you know, the bar exam. So yeah, I, yeah. I haven't even got the license yet. So you wouldn't want to risk it. But yeah. I do plan to talk about, uh, and I think my business and lifestyle theming with Atlantis Gazette, it can incorporate law topics. And so uh, one thing I was thinking and working on uh, were some antitrust videos. Sure. Uh, I did very well in an antitrust course. Mm-hmm. It's a very confusing course. Oh, yeah. And it's something that I think, especially there's rumors about whether they'll go after Google or not for antitrust. And so I thought it seems like a topic that maybe you could get clicks or audience and then maybe if people are clicking over they'll see other videos or topics yeah or absolutely. it might be one of those podcasts that get three views because you're yeah. talking about antitrust and defining a market and you know what's a market and it sounds like gibberish because it kind of is gibberish <laughs> it's, it's highly paid gibberish our our legal system is gibberish i don't know maybe our engineering system is too you know <laughs> there's always That's a lot funny. of jargon there's a I forgot there's a term for like fields being uh, blocked behind walls of jargon. Mm. I even remember in college that I was a political science major and I went to take a history course and they had a different citation method. Huh. I was like, ah, yeah, I've already learned one. Now I have to learn another. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah. yeah. And poli sci major and we're not watching the debates, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you had to focus on yourself. All right, right, and and what you can control too, and that's something that I really didn't talk about on the live. But you know, some of these things are outside of our control. We can just plan and do what we can do, and we can't control what happens in Washington or Sacramento or St. Paul or Madison or wherever we are. We just can control our sometimes not even our yard, but yeah. So, and one of the fascinating things about blogging and building the blog is mm-hmm. you get fans worldwide. Yeah, you know. You, Money is worldwide as well. So, you know, it doesn't matter if your fans are in another country. If they like your stuff, they can support you from there. Right. And so, you know, you just have to focus on your, you know, your own garden and keep pushing it up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, really, your your life is a garden. We we cultivate, we plant the seeds, and we hopefully reap a harvest, you know, and whether it's friends or finances or, or snails or cacti. So... <laughs> Uh, your girlfriend, I think you said, is starting a clothing business behind you over there. She looks like some clothing hangers and stuff. Will she be on your podcast and talking about that business as well? I'm sure she will in time. Yeah. Uh, she's building a, a page and a, a cool. boutique. It's Marna's Boutique. Yeah. Nice. So uh, I share it frequently. Um, cool. So we're always kind of uh, battling, you know, who got more follows today. Oh, <laughs> 
so she's working on that. And then she also has a gift basket page. Which oh, wow. Cool. Trying, I keep trying to encourage her to blog more about, make videos yeah. about, here's how you make a gift for so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my wife was in, doing? yeah, yeah. My wife was in uh, the wedding floral business and she was making um, arrangements uh, for, for brides and, you know, and, and setting it all up and all that. And I constantly got pulled into that as well. So there's, yeah, it is interesting when your significant other has a business and a side hustle going on too, and getting pulled into that, or in, in your case, maybe a little competition. It's kind of fun to, to talk about that too. So hopefully we see her on your podcast and your lives too. I think that'd be a fun topic uh, as just to talk about how that's going and how that grows. So, and feel free to share the links. We'd love to share that with, with our audiences. Yeah, we'll definitely share links platform grow and thrive what what are you looking for what do you need ideas do you need guests what what do you need uh so i heard part of that you're saying for the platform to for the blog to grow what what are you looking for what do you need to to help your blog to grow what do you need um obviously people and and uh is there anything you need from our small scale life community to help your you grow your efforts well, it would be really great if people came over and followed uh, Alanis Gazette Absolutely. and uh, always leave us comments of what you like or want drawn or uh, wrote about. And then uh, starting later, especially after next week with the uh, evil bar exam over, <laughs> uh, I'll have more time to start working on different projects uh, like more lives and more videos and uh I, I do want to have more guests. Uh, we're planning to have a painter on later this week. Um, and so just we're going to have new projects and keep working on new things. And I like hearing ideas, what people like. Sure. And uh, we're kind of headed for like, abroad, more videos. And yeah. eventually I want to do more writing and other um, just other things. I don't I really always have a fear of being pigeonholed into yeah. being you know, the portrait drawer, the snail mm-hmm. drawer, the cactus mm-hmm. drawer, or the YouTube liver. Sure. Uh, try to keep things broad mm-hmm. uh, to a degree. Uh, but I think within our theme, and you know, our theme is still developing. We're developing like, you know, catchword, but long-term ideas, you know. If you had a, you know, Atlantis is that fictional city. Yeah. If you had a newspaper about the people who were doing all the cool things in the world, that's kind of the long-term goal behind uh, behind the page. That's a cool concept, actually. That is a really cool concept. You can really build something off that. I think I, you know, somehow I envision flying cars and really cool buildings and such. But <laughs> and, and what I like about it is it's broad enough to kind of take on any guest, you know, or to take on any topic. Right. And I think there's. I think a lot of people, they over-specialize themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you're good, you know, if you're good at producing videos and content, if you can talk to broad audiences, and especially if you have training and education in a lot of different things, you know, you can apply that to mm-hmm. being able to bring in lots of subjects to different people. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, you look at some of the biggest aggregators out there, they're pulling in content from all kinds of different news agencies or creators and they're ringing it. And in your case, you're going to be doing that. It sounds like to me. So that's going to be, a, that's going to be an interesting project going forward. Do you see Patreon or Etsy for your drawings or anything like that? Or uh, do you, would you see anything like that? Um, I have an Etsy right now and okay. we're working on a uh, thorny uh, download. Uh, cool. But, um, 
So we have this <laughs> for download, and then uh, nice. I'm not entirely sure uh, whether to go Patreon or Etsy. Sure. Um, kind of want to leave it uh, flexible. Yep. Um, I would also like to work on a writing project, ideally a, a book. Cool. Uh, that's kind of the ideal. Um, that or uh, maybe a Patreon. Uh, just kind of, kind of flexible and um, not not necessarily looking for you know the most profitable sales, but the most um, sales in a way that's most supportive of the project. Yeah, and, yeah, and is sustainable. Uh, but ideally, I would like a book, um, and then also uh, there are some board game, card game designs. Sure, but uh, I'm not entirely sure how those will work out. But that's something that I also plan to bring more out to the page. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, um, I know some people have even done written books through Patreon where they're like, okay, you want the next chapter? Well, help me along. And, you know, like like you said on your live, uh, Instagram live, where, well, you want to support this platform and this effort, I need your support, right? I need you to contribute something and then we'll we'll keep going. Otherwise, you know, the market is telling me that maybe this isn't the most you effective use of my time. So I get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not looking to sell to, uh, I want to make sure a lot of my content's free. I sure. enjoy free content from yep. pretty much everyone. There are a few people who write and I will buy their book largely mm-hmm. to support them, but I want my content free uh, for really anyone. And then to get supporters or people who really like the content or people who, like a book, I feel more comfortable selling. Sure. Um, I'm not entirely, um, I don't mind selling the art, but I wouldn't mind also just giving away some of the art too. So I like to keep it flexible. Absolutely. And I'm not looking to, you know, sell, you know, because if you look at things like art sales, unless you're pursuing, you know, the big gallery track, you're going to look at having to sell thousands and thousands Mm. of units and I'm not, I would rather just pick a blank product and try to sell thousands and thousands of units. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a business background. So, and I kind of use the art just as a, an additional thing for my blogging. And, sure. it is, and it started out as with the snails as a way to try to write and combine art and to get stuff out. So totally. And I, I totally get it too. I've been, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been doing this effort for five years and, still not millionaires. So it takes time. <laughs> Patience, yeah. right? Well, so it's a great, it's a great release. It is. And, absolutely. Uh, oh, the other thing yes. is, I think I found you after about your first year. Yeah. 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 We've been talking for a long time. So it is, it is really fun to have you and on the show and actually talk to you face to face. It's pretty cool. Um, so if you, yeah, where, go ahead. where do you see your escape velocity going? Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned in your face in your Instagram live, um, yeah, you know, I had an Amazon affiliate account for I've done tried to get it going three times and I've absolutely failed. Um, obviously, I, I probably am not uh, promoting it as I should have. Uh, but escape velocity is it's a concept where in physics you need to hit a certain velocity to escape the gravitational pull of the Earth. And I think a lot of people uh, see that getting to that escape velocity, uh, escape velocity, they have an idea, they have a concept, they have a product, they, they might be making kombucha or making um, scarves or something, and they, they, 
they have this this idea and they just can't seem to break out and how how so the escape philosophy concept is let's talk to some people who have let's talk to pe- some people who have successfully launched are going uh they've broken orbit and maybe it's not their full-time gig but maybe it's a uh, um Maybe it's a decent side hustle that isn't all consuming, but they're they're making a little bit of money on it or it fulfills them in some way or they're making connections with their community or whatever they're doing. Um, um, so how, how do you feel about um, obviously like we both want to blog full time someday, yeah. but yeah, uh, I feel like in some ways blogging and writing and art is benefiting. You know, it kicks you in the butt frequently, but it gives you a lot of. I don't know. One, it drives your motivation to blog, and two, it it gives you a lot of salt and experience to mm-hmm. actually have something to write about. How do you feel? Part of this is an art, right? And we and even the podcasting is an art, and sometimes we do it more successfully than others with the technology today. Um, for me personally, there's a part of me that says I want to create a movement. I want to create you know, part of this resilience thing and having people that are saving money and not buying the latest, you know, just shiny objects and are more sustainable, more, they can take a punch, a literal punch from society or the economy or whatever, their job gets outsourced. They can keep moving towards their goal. It's not like earth shattering life ending. I think that I haven't made any money to it. It's it's my own investment. It, I haven't made any money to date. If I do, I do. I, if I don't, I don't. I think this is something that needs to be said. And so um, I have passion for it because I think, I think people need to hear that there's a different way, that there's a better, maybe a better way or a different way. It doesn't have to be sitting in that cube world for 40 years or 30 years and then getting out and trying, you retire and you're like, wow, well, that's great. Now what? I'm too old to do anything. And maybe, maybe you're setting yourself up and doing it now, right? And being in that spot now and having that side hustle. And if the job goes away, hey, you got something you can rely on and maybe expand that up or scale that up. Or maybe you've reduced your expenses and you've got that emergency fund and you are living a good life, but you're not just throwing money to the wind and you can absorb that hit and keep moving down the field. That's really the idea here. So if I make some money with it, I've got a, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got my notebook full of ideas and I was really writing a lot this spring. So I've got ideas for books too. <laughs> so that's why I'm kind of interested in your whole, uh, with, with your writing experience and stuff. Um, but I, you know, there's going to be, it's a journey and I'm kind of figuring out what that, what that is and where we're going to be with it. And, um, is it going to be a million dollar business? Probably not, but it, it, hopefully, you know, when you get that message from somebody that said you're going and to get out of this, this hole that I'm in, I mean, that's, that's worth it to me. Then the, the podcast was worth it. The time I spent editing out all the times this silly mic cut out and, and uh, you know, d- did the audio thing and it's worth it to me. So that's really, there's a passion to help people really. Yeah. I'll definitely say that uh, you do a good job at promoting the message. She was the first to talk about like folk or community in a way that isn't uh like the popular way to talk about that stuff now is, you know, find your tribe and yeah. develop this and, you know, mindset. And it's, you talked about it in a much more, um, 
just a much more healthy sounding way of living in a nice community, knowing your neighbors, yeah. you know, growing some extra food, your neighbor's growing some extra food, you go over help on his project and he comes over here yeah. and then you have parties and barbecue is much more, you, you, I think you're the only one out there with sort of a, a much more healthy community uh, message. And when you talked about folk and I think you're pretty much the only one who's mentioned folk in that line of way as opposed to, you know, finding your tribe and, you know, we're going to, there's just some, there's some, I think there's some also odd people using folk. Yeah. Just to find your tribe and we're all hardened into this mindset and this, that. And yeah. um, you've really avoided that and you've gone for, I think the much more healthy and I think what we desire, which is, uh, you know, healthy interactions with our neighbors and taking care of each other and, you know, totally. nice, nice place to live. Totally. And, and part of that, I mean, I have Julie to thank my wife to thank for that. I mean, she is such a kind person and a caregiver and, and it just kind of happened organically in our house. We just moved out of where the little library became kind of a focus of the community where people were putting food in there. I mean, that's something that I wanted to do like next year, but kind of this whole pandemic kicked things off and kicked it down the road. And suddenly we had cans of soup in there or different ramen or peanut butter or whatever. And people were getting a book and then they could also get some food if they needed it. Now I can hear you. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Um, I, it could be the hotel internet too. My internet is far superior to this too. So that's, it could be the hotel internet. But what I was saying is, Julie is, is a great caregiver. The little library became a focus of the neighborhood as people put food and books in there. And we had books in there too. And uh, we put food in there as well. But uh, you saw the power of that, that listen to the show or fans or, you know, we've had uh, interviews with people that uh, over in Ohio or Colorado and meeting those people in per you know, get, going out to their place and meeting them. It's been life-changing, and uh, there's a lot of great people out there, and it's great to connect with them. And, uh, you know, what we're going to provide, uh, what we're going to build in the future, not in this apartment, but when our next step is a place where people can gather. And that's really the idea, part of the idea behind the whole, the F, that third F uh, for small-scale life. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really good. And you are one of the better promoters of folk and community out there especially Thanks. at this moment, because uh, like I've been saying, there are people who are using that term and also the find your tribe kind of movement. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's almost militant in the way they use the term. And it's very, uh, you know, it's kind of unhealthy. I mean, it might be like, it might be healthy in the sense of if you found three or four people to go start a, re a business with yeah. or a restaurant, you found your tribe, you start a restaurant. That, that sounds healthy, but these other they have such a broad meaning to their yeah. tribe and they're promoting it almost in a militant way. Whereas I think you're promoting the traditional, I think, you know, throughout the world, there's a lot of culture and neighbors and barbecue and yep. you know, my fiance is a Armenian. And so they have a very, um, you know, family. Mm -hmm. It gets annoying because it's very focused <laughs> on extended family. And, you know, uh, <laughs> tells me stories that the, the nurse had to tell the, 60 relatives they can't be in the birth room oh wow yeah out to the parking lot <laughs> uh, but they have some great qualities uh, yeah and it's, uh, certainly i think you're promoting a, a return to maybe not having you know 
all 60, 100 relatives come to, you know, the birth room that maybe having a little more community and sharing of childcare and different things. Yeah. Cal, I can tell you a story about my youngest son or my oldest son being born at a uh, teaching hospital and the crew we had in there. We had the twins game, the Minnesota twins game on uh, her parents in there. We had teachers and students and people with like, I mean, they would fit in now with the face shields and the body. I mean, it was like, who are all these people? But they were all there. So I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and these people weren't even related. But yes, I totally know what you're talking about. And, uh, you know, that is one thing that really bothered us about the house we just moved out of. We couldn't have these big, we couldn't, we like to entertain. We like to have people over. We like to open our house to people. And we just, it wasn't set up right for it. And what we will be going to will be set up. Uh, we just had our family for a, a fall fest, I call it. And uh, even there, it wasn't quite set up the way I want it. But in the future, you'll see. Uh, maybe you'll have to come out there and uh, we'll have you over and we'll have some barbecue for you. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'd love to uh, come out that way. And I do plan to make it that way. I have a awesome. friend who got a job. I'm forgetting the city, but it's near you. And, okay. Uh, she lives near Lake Michigan. So we were oh, wow. planning a visit to go. Uh, she said we could go sailing on Lake Michigan. Cool. But nice. She's also a bad sailor. So I, 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 we'll see if we survive sailing <laughs> on Lake Michigan. Then we'll come over. It sounds like a new character is uh, coming. You're, uh, you know, Sally the sailboat or something, you know, uh, tossed on the, on mm -hmm. the wild uh, seas of uncertainty or something. So. <laughs> Well, possibly. <laughs> possibly. So what are your uh, writing projects? Yeah. So um, part one of the projects that I've got is writing about this whole resiliency movement. And we want to get down the road a little bit with it. Um, uh, there's a lot of topics to explore there. But then also the wicking beds that I worked on, the gardening style that I've, I've, I've tested a lot of different uh, gardening styles. But this one that um, there's two actually that I that I was employing in my last garden that I think would do uh, would help people uh, to grow a lot of food and be very successful. Uh, one of the biggest things that people tell me is they just don't have time to water. So what if you had systems that automatically watered and you don't have to be the plant whisperer, the water, just the plants get what they need and you don't have to guess it. It's just there. And it's could be a drought. Um, it could be, you could be in California and they have fires and a drought and in the, in the worst drought it's been in 20 years, but your plants would grow. And, uh, well, I, that, I've lived here all my life and we've had droughts, I think all my life. So yeah. it just goes with the territory, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, California grows a lot of food, but we grow a does. lot of food by dumping water on it. Yeah. Yeah. And what if, what if the water was protected and didn't evaporate right away? The, the Australians and New Zealand folks figured this stuff out and they're really pushing the bet, the pushing the, uh, the ball down the field on wicking beds. And that's something that I've been toying with, playing with, experimenting with a couple different systems. And um, I want to share that with people and make well, that. That would be a cool, it'd uh, be a cool future episode that we yeah. could do. And I could tell you a little more about California's water history. Oh yeah. Rather fascinating. And uh a lot of farmers here have federal permits. Oh, yeah. So the state can't regulate the water, and they have unlimited draws. Isn't that crazy? And they descend by, they can descend by inheritance, these wow. federal permits, or with the land. And so California's water is, uh, 
it's a fascinating and interesting mess. And there's a famous California case that's the I think still valid law as well is over 200 pages long Wow! In water and uh, law school I attended even had a California water law courses and wow. they even had an extra degree in California water law. It's a, I didn't take any of it cause it's can be God awful boring, but uh, it's very fascinating out here. There are water um, and the water issues out here. It's a, it's a big mess. I think the biggest problem is not even politics. It's that it's a very complicated mess. And water is, a, as you know, as an engineer, a complicated system because you know, people need it. Lawns need it. That's what people mostly think about. But then, you know, a, making a pair of jeans takes a thousand gallons of water. And growing food takes a lot of water. And we grow mm-hmm. most food in the world here. But it's, it's a very complex system of water, and we haven't built dams in a long time, but building dam, dams have other consequences. So we yeah. could do your wicking beds in a uh, little bit of California water sometime. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, and I've been out to California. I've been in the, the valley, and uh, you know, I've seen the complicated weir systems and piping systems and irrigation systems out there, and, and that wasn't my area of expertise. I was dealing with the railroad stuff, but... Um, yeah, water rights is a huge deal. In fact, uh, even here in Minnesota, where they tried to drill deep wells to bring water to the West in trains, believe it or not, um, that's met resistance. So water rights is a huge deal. Uh, I have friends in Colorado and Wyoming that have bumped into water right issues. And uh, in fact, one of my good friends, Daniel Freeman at Freeman Family Farms, he's got wicking beds and he just said, you know, we, we're not going to do that traditional, you know, polyface farm thing where you got all these beds and all that stuff. No, we're going to do wicking beds and that's what he's done. And, um, yeah, that, there's, that's very cool. And yeah, California doesn't use trains for water, but we do pump it, um, over a mountain range to Los yeah. Angeles. Yep. So, Isn't that crazy? A lot of electricity and just, uh, <laughs> where we have a tunnel that runs from Hitch Hitchy to San Francisco of water. So it's like a 200 mile tunnel. Isn't that so, crazy? We have a very fascinating water history out here. Yeah, that'd be a fun show. We'll have to do that. And uh, we'll have to do it from my house where we have really solid <laughs> solid internet or, or maybe my other mic where I've got the screen right in front of my face or whatever. So where it's not going to be cutting out on us. So. <laughs> But no, I appreciate it, man. And I will let you go because I know we've been on for a while. Um, we This has been fun and I really enjoyed our conversation. So tell us where we can find you. Um, if you have a website, feel free to share it um, and then kick that over to me in, in the DMs and I'll get that up on the um, uh, on the post and hopefully we'll drive some traffic your way. I think that'd be great. Where can we find you? All right. Well, you can find me on Instagram. That's the best spot right now. It's Atlantis Gazette. Uh, We're building a YouTube. I had a WordPress. Uh, I need to reformat and rebuild that. And that's one of my upcoming projects. And that'll eventually have more writing and other stuff to it. But for now, uh, Instagram is, uh, it's where the fun's at too. Yeah, totally. Atlantis Gazette on Instagram, or if you prefer a more family-friendly page, we have Thorny and friends, which is cool. the cactus and snails. And, uh, they're being, uh, targeted and written in a little more family friendly manner. Not that Perfect. anything's unfamily friendly ish oh, yeah. on my page. And we're trying to avoid politics and hot button stuff. So yes, 
<laughs> I know the feeling. I mean, we're not even touching it. That's like the third rail. We don't touch that thing. And if you touch that, you're getting electrocuted. And yeah, we're not even going there. We don't, we don't need to, we've got other things to worry about. Absolutely. So things we yeah. can control. So yeah, definitely. Well, I could see, yeah. Little children's book maybe with thorny in the snail, right? That'd be kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. I'm always, um, always looking for a co-writer. So if anyone wants to co-write <laughs> something, I, I don't really know how to write for children, but I can draw it. Uh, so if anyone out there wants to do any co-writing uh, or co-projects, I'm always interested in co-projects. Awesome. It makes it more fun. It does. No, we. I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate being on your live stream. I mean, this has been one heck of a way to get back into podcasting everything. And sorry, the thing cut out on us a couple times, but uh, I'll take the audio and uh, in the video and I'll shoot a link to you. So you could even put it on your YouTube channel and get that going. So uh, what better way to start your YouTube channel than to have a, have you talking about what you do and where you're taking things and things will change over time. And we are always happy to have our guests return. Thank you for having me today. And I look forward to uh, returning and we'll have to have our uh, water show. Yeah. A series of water shows. I think that'd be really cool. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, and we'd be happy to have that on your site as well. So thank you, sir. Good luck at Atlantis Gazette. We are following it of course, and I will follow your other page. Shoot me those links. We'll put them in the, in the, post and away we go. So thank you so much for your time. All right. Great talking to you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. This has been a production of Small Scale Life Media. Hey everybody, this is Tommy Cakes. It's been a long time since I've been on the show, but since they're calling it the Half Hour Happy Hour, that's right in my wheelhouse. And you know me, I'm all about building community by having a really good time at the lounge. It's all good, I really like it. So I'm out here outside the lounge, I've got you know what, can you hear the ice a-tinkling? There it is! Yes, it's time for our favorite part of the show. The half hour happy hour, we're gonna do a social. It's time to have a little bit of this drinky drink. So everybody grab your drinky drink, go get it. You can hit pause and go get your drinky drink or maybe it's coffee or whatever you got. And uh, you know, here we go. So when I count it down, we're gonna have a little drinky drink. So uh, let's go, let's go. Three, two, one, social. delicious delicious i hope you enjoyed the show i hope you enjoyed our little social time here at the happy half hour it's a beautiful thing i hope you're starting to think about building your community and making an impact right where you are maybe it's taking out a friend to dinner maybe you're gonna go and have a little social time with that person and pay the bill just an act of kindness right nothing Nothing uh, nothing wild or crazy, but just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the friends. Build the friendships and the relationships. Be a good person in your community and then start to make change that way in a social, 
A little drinky drink is always good with it. So you have a good day. We'll talk to you real soon here on the Small Scale Life Happy Half Hour Podcast. And we'll see you soon. Take care, everybody. This is Tommy Cakes. Talk to you later. I sound like a dumbass all the time, so. Yes. Yes.